Hey, podcast listeners, it's Ophira Eisenberg. I want to let you know about an amazing live show we have coming up. It's part of New York's Comic-Con Super Week, and our VIP is Neil Gaiman. So ascend to Nerdvana with me. Come to the 92nd Street Y on Friday, October 10th. Join me, Jonathan Colton, and Neil Gaiman. Get your tickets now at amatickets.org. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hello. Have you ever wanted a second chance in life? Well, that's not going to happen. But... In this show, we have invited back some of our former contestants whose first time on our show didn't go so well. Uh, Some of them buckled under the pressure. Some of them had problems with the buzzers. Uh, Some of them just didn't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) But they're back hoping that this time there will be different results, which we all know is the definition of insanity. And I should know, trust me, I went out with four Daves who were Libras in a row. (laughs) And we never made it to the final round. Let's just say that. Our VIP knows something about comebacks because he's the winner of the 2014 Tony for Best Revival of a Musical. I'm talking about actor, writer, and director of Hedvig and the Angry Inch, John Cameron Mitchell. say hello to a man who never fails because he barely tries, our one-man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello, and thank you. Thank you. Our first game is called Playground Nationals, and here to play it are our first two contestants, Margaret Bortner and Reuben Hampton. Now, Margaret, you played uh, with our VIP, Megan McCain. You were, you were her aide in a game, and as a prize, we gave you a Twitter account. Yes, you did. Ask Me Margaret, which started your Twitter career. <laughs> You're an amazing tweeter. You're very, very funny. I Thank follow you. you. I love it. Thanks very much. Uh, so how has life changed since then? Um, life has changed probably for the better. I quit a job that I didn't really like and I'm doing fun things. Like in the spring, I also, I produced a punk rock version of Richard III, a stage production. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And I'm doing some more writing. So, you know, I'm doing more of my creative side. Uh, Ruben, you actually did very well in the show. You made it to the final round, but... You didn't win the final round. And since that show, you've had some problems with your international image. What yeah. Are, what is I, that about? I kind of said Mumbai was in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's been on your back? The people of Mumbai or the people of Saudi Arabia? Both. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, this is your chance to make that good. So this is what's going to happen. In this game, we're going to give you a description of some traditional children's playground games, but we're going to do it in the style of a TV sports announcer. And all you have to do is identify the game. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, You you both seem so sad already. What's wrong? No, I'm excited. It's your second chance, man. Yeah. The winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. The ref signals and the tunes start blasting. They're circling. They're circling. Two players, one seat. Now the song is stopped and the sit is good. Reuben. Duck, duck, goose. Sorry, that is in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Uh, Margaret, can you steal? Musical chairs. Musical chairs. She's rounding the circle holding her hand for her trademarked extra second above each player's head. Looks like she's about to say good. And yes, she has picked, and they are off. Margaret. Duck, duck, goose. Ironically, you are correct. Yes. Shake it off, Ruben. (laughs) To be fair, they're both games of like, can I just sit down already? 
The teams have formed the chains, their gripping hands trying to be unbreakable. The captain is searching for the weakest link, and now they're chanting, send Colton right over. Ruben. Red Rover, Red Rover. Yes! By the way, I don't know what you guys said. I mean, I'm saying it how the clue is written. But in Canada, we said, please. We're like, please send Jonathan Did over. you apologize after you asked? <laughs> no, but we did wear hockey masks. <laughs> the beanbag is in play. I have never seen throwing this fast. They are really moving that spud. Now they've stopped, and I can't believe it. Pliska is holding that toasty tuber. He's out. Reuben. Hot potato? Yeah. In Canada, the potato was just cold. This is your last question. His teammates in jail behind enemy lines, and here he comes, sneaking in for the rescue. But no, he grabbed the pennant instead. A classic fake-out perfectly executed. Margaret. Capture the flag? Capture the flag is correct. Puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do? Well, it's great to see you both back with us, Ruben and Margaret. Margaret, congratulations. You'll be moving on to the final round at the end of the show. Well done. to our next contestants, Rosemary Wallace and Marianne Ata. Marianne, the first go-round, you got a little rattled by the buzzers. <laughs> you didn't like them. What is your goal, your personal goal this time around? I'd like to be the third co-host of uh, Ask Me Another. Jeez, no, stakes actually, are I high. Just, uh, <laughs> I know, I'm, that's intense. I like it. Or losing again so I can come back a third time. Ah, yes. Okay, I like that. Now, Rosemary, last time you were on the show, uh, this happened. You got two opposable thumbs. You like bananas. You want to groom me. Don't try to hug me. We say a monkey. <laughs> Singing uh, in front of people was on your bucket list. Indeed it was. And we achieved that. What's on your bucket list this time around? Well, I found out that people don't recognize you when you walk down the street because it's radio. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And then I also thought people can't see what you do. So at 50... Oh! (laughs) Rosemary, on our stage, said... Not only every 50-year-old can do this, and then just went right down into the full amazing splits like a ballerina. You're in for a treat because we're going to play an Ask Me Another classic, and this is just season three. We already have a classic. It's a game called This, That, or The Other. We'll give you a name, and all you have to do is tell us which of three categories it belongs to. Jonathan Colton, what are our categories today? Today's categories are... Indie bands, foreign films, and Dungeons and Dragons monsters. <laughs> Are you ready? As ready as one can be. All right, Marianne, this is for you. Whale Rider. Indie film. <laughs> Again, the categories are indie band, band. Oh. <laughs> foreign film, or D&D monster. I'm going to give you a chance to change your answer. Or be more specific with your answer. To be fair, a lot of foreign films could be considered. It's true, it's true. And a lot of indie bands are foreign. That's true. (laughs) Both true. I just want clarity at the start, that's all. Uh, It's a film, so foreign film. Foreign film is correct. Rosemary, Sparkle Horse. D&D. No, I'm sorry, it's an indie band. It should be (laughs) D&D. A sparkle horse in d Would be a terrifying monster, though. <laughs> horse who is very sparkly. Just sparkly. Ah, my <laughs> eyes. My eyes. Everyone, put on your sunglasses. <laughs> Marianne, Ooze Mephit. D&D? 
Yes, it is a monster. Marianne, can you tell me how you knew that? No. <laughs> it's a secret. Rosemary, shambling mound. D and D. Obviously, D and D monster. Yes. I knew Dunkin' Donuts would show up once. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts monster. That's right. That does sound like a very strange uh, donut. Yeah. Shambling, shambling mound. mound. Yeah. I'll have a latte in a shambling mound. <laughs> the thing is, one shambling mound is not enough, and two is too much. <laughs> Marianne, imagine dragons. Indie band. Yeah. It sounds like you know them. I do. Yeah. They won a Grammy, so you should. Rosemary, the spirit of the beehive. Lives in me. <laughs> and in all of us, indeed. I'm going to go with foreign film. That's right, it's a foreign film. A Spanish film. That's a terrible D&D monster, too. Spirit of the beehive. It's not an actual beehive, it's just the idea of a beehive. Uh, this is your last set of questions. Marianne, black pudding. Uh, foreign film. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, it is a D&D monster. <laughs> All three possibilities seem very unlikely. I do like that as a, a foreign film of just people eating that sausage. A, it's a documentary. <laughs> Rosemary, brain in a jar. I'm going to go with Indie Band. No, I'm sorry. It's a D&D monster. <laughs> Easily defeated. I cast the spell of kicking over jars. <laughs> oh, you just got to twist just that cap on. No one, open open no one can open it up. No one can open it up. You have to get a rubber glove monster. <laughs> Greg Pliska, what, what the heck happened in that game? <laughs> I think Dunkin' Donuts got a great plug in that game. I'd like a black pudding and a brain in a jar, please. Marianne, you are our winner, and you will see you again at the Ask Me Another final round at the end of the show. Coming up, we'll talk to our VIP, John Cameron Mitchell, and we'll continue to see how our former contestants do with their do-over. Remember, if you live life without any regrets, you're doing it wrong. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Ask Me Another is supported by Stamps.com. So you know if you own a small business and you're the boss, that's great, but it also means that you have to do everything. Like, you have to be the person that stands in line at the post office behind all these people with huge packages and passport applications. Is that a good use of your time? No, there is a better way. Stamps.com. Stamps.com lets you buy and print real U.S. postage right from your desk. It's so cool. You just use your own computer and printer. Super easy. So check out Stamps.com for a no-risk trial and free postage offer. Click on the microphone on the homepage and enter AMA. Stamps.com. Enter AMA. And thanks for supporting one of our supporters. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. I've got a special request this week. Snap Judgment with Glenn Washington is one of NPR's most popular podcasts, and they're raising money to keep the stories coming. If you know this podcast, you know it is such compelling, great stories. Stories like what happened when you take a regular person and you back them up against a wall, and that moment where everything you count on just disappears. If Snap has become a favorite of yours, or you've maybe even shared a Snap story, step up right now and support NPR storytelling with a beat. You can make a contribution now at snapjudgment.org. And thank you. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, and our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton. And 
And joining us on stage, our very important puzzler, actor, writer, director, Tony Award winner, John Cameron Mitchell. I've never been introduced as a Tony winner before. (laughs) I felt like Patti LuPone. So you, you, you won this Tony recently for Hedvig and the Angry Inch yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. The Revival. Best job I've ever had. And for any of our listeners who have not seen it, right. uh, can you give a quick summary of Hedvig and the Angry Inch? It's a tough thing. But, I mean, oh, I can yeah. summarize Well, it. you know, it's about an East German uh, punk rock singer who, to get over the Berlin Wall in the 80s, used to be a boy, had to become a woman so he could marry an American GI and escape to freedom. And then a year later is divorced, watching the wall come down. Hedvig, the character, uh, is based uh, on a babysitter of yours, is that right? Yeah. Or partially know, based? It was, it was uh, in, in uh, Junction City, Kansas, we had a woman named Helga who took care of my brother. And she kind of looked you know, what, what Hedvig kind of looked like. Uh, and she had a lot of dates, and me and my friend Brenda would go over to her house and her trailer, actually, and she had a, she had a lot of dates. She wasn't that good-looking either, and we thought, God, she's so popular. She has a different date every night, and she doesn't really know what they're going to look like <laughs> when they come up the driveway. And we would, like, hang out with her, and she'd give us cigarettes and stuff, and... We'd, we'd sing, you know, songs for her like Copacabana and, and, and songs that had stories. We'd act them out. And then when the date came up the driveway, we'd have to go out the back. But sometimes she'd look out the window and see the date come up the driveway, and she'd go out the back with us. <laughs> so only later did my friend Brenda said, you know, I think she had another job. You know, and uh, so she was sort of the beginning of Hedvig, and then we... We, we added the whole sex change and, and the rock and roll stuff later. You know, my dad was the military commander of Berlin in the 80s before the wall came down. And so I'd go to the East, you know, and it was uh, go to the gay bars in, in the punk rock area. So it was like a lot of stuff came together to create it. And then when did you start to feel like, wait a second, maybe there's more of a life to this piece? We never really thought that. No, you never thought that? No, we never got ahead of ourselves. It was like whatever people were ready for, you know, there there was people said, oh, maybe we should do a movie. And we're like, oh, yeah, let's do that. And it was actually a flop originally, and people discovered it more through DVD. And the Broadway production is the first time I've ever had an actual hit in my life. Yeah. You know, we always were respected, but it was, was, you know, it's kind of amazing to be able to to make a living. But, you know, it could, you know, offer something... (laughs) I, I made a living, you know, on commercials and voices. I did the, the how do you do your Dunkaroos? And, you know. <laughs> Weirdly, I get that kind of response. You know, and I, I don't get that as much from my, you know, my work with Tony Kushner and other important <laughs> people. But it's like. Dunkaroos? Yeah, you were on MacGyver? You know, it's like, yes, but my Tony Award winning turn on. They're like, MacGyver? <laughs> um, so it's funny, you know, what, what remains in the mind. Okay, we're going to talk more all about yeah. this, and we're also going to subject you to your own Ask Me Another quiz later in the show. Okay. Uh, but right now, we're going to quiz somebody else about you. This is our grand idea. So let's welcome our contestant, Marissa Clagis. Now, last time when you were on the show, what worked against you? The buzzer. The buzzer. Common problem. Yeah. Okay, well, this time you don't need a buzzer. I know, I was really excited to hear that. It's good. And this is a fun game because it's called Random Questions with John Cameron Mitchell. Okay? So we... We have asked Mr. Mitchell some random questions, and you just have to guess how he answered them. That's it. That's probably harder than it sounds. I think it's going to be great. And if you get enough questions right, you're going to win some autographed Hedvig swag. That would be awesome. Yes. It's some good stuff. I saw it, and I kind of took the best stuff. No. <laughs> I left it up. I'll share. 
<laughs> Thank you. You're sweet, Marissa. All right, here's the first question. We asked him, which means the most to John Cameron Mitchell? <clears throat> MacGyver, head of the class, or the equalizer? <laughs> head of the class. That's right. <laughs> Why head of the class? Because I did two of them. I think I, I sang uh, White Boys. <laughs> or, or Black Boys. But I, I, they were delicious, whatever they were. And then I sang Grease, Grease Lightning for Grease. Yeah. Marissa, sequels or prequels? Oh, that's really hard. Hmm. 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 Prequels? Sequels. <laughs> Bummer. There's I mean, a Hedvig prequels sequel. Prequels are desperate. They're, they're like, we've run out of sequels, we've got to do a prequel. Hmm. I mean, what's something that started with a prequel and not a sequel? Airbud 2 was a prequel. <laughs> was that a prequel? <laughs> Maybe. Well, puppies. Puppies, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there a Hedvig sequel? Is that correct? I have been working on that with Steven. Yeah. Yeah. It would never be on Broadway now. Maybe in 15 years. It's all about death, but it's laughing all the way. <laughs> okay, and finally, we asked John if he prefers John Cassavetes or Nick Cassavetes. As in the notebook, Nick Cassavetes. John. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are going to talk more about new Hollywood films with you in a little while. Okay. Marissa, congratulations. Yay. And yeah, we'll see our VIP, John Cameron Mitchell, later in the show. All right, thank you. Please welcome our next contestants, Jamie Probst and Rich Steves. <laughs> Jamie, you hold a special place in my heart because you were on our very first episode. Yeah, that's true. Thank where, you. Where I was still finding my feet. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what are you trying to redeem on this show? I'm not redeeming. I did fine. You guys, like... <laughs> I think you counted wrong. I think the other guy cheated. Ah, I get it. It was your first show. You didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, we had no idea. <laughs> Rich was on a game uh, where you played with uh, our VIP, Justin Long. My was, close personal friend, Justin Long. Justin Long yeah. uh, was quizzing you, right? Mm -hmm. And you brought a first date to that show. I which did. Is, that is a, that's a pretty ballsy move, bringing a first date to a, when you're going to be a contestant. So uh, how'd that go? Well, she made me nervous, yeah. so I lost in the final round, yeah. and we dated for 10 months, and yeah. then she broke up with me last week. That was supposed to be a fun question. <laughs> I mean, I mean things are great, and uh, we're getting married? No, no. That, no? I got married. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. That's great. It's going to be great. This game is called I Saw the Signs. Isn't that exciting already? Ace of Base. Ace of Base. Uh, I was recently in the Vancouver airport, and I saw a sign that just said, please keep moving forward, and I was like, you're right. <laughs> that is all you have to do in life. Right, Jonathan? Yeah, no, that's all you have to do. I, when I was in the airport, I saw a sign that said, no guns, no knives, no jokes, <laughs> which hasn't worked out uh, as no. well as a motto for me. <laughs> Yes, as, as Rich said, this is, uh, this is based on the Ace of Bass song. It's Ace of Bass based. Uh, the ultra-catchy 90s song, The Sign, by those evil Swedish pop wizards. The original song is about shattered illusions of love. Great. Uh, yeah, I might not be good at that one. <laughs> it's, right, it's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> However, I have changed the lyrics. <laughs> We thought it'd be better if the song were about actual signs. So, now the new lyrics describe various iconic signs, signals, and omens. <laughs> and you just have to identify the iconic sign, signal, or omen I am singing about. Great. It should be easy. Just identify this sign. 
I got a new wife, saw her across the table shooting craps. Now I'm her husband in an Elvis suit. This is a weird town, but it's pretty fabulous. Ooh, 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 ooh. Says it on the sign. Rich, welcome to Las Vegas. That's right. What does this signal mean? Back in the dorm room, so many nights I wonder what goes on. When you've got the door now covered with a sock, you're probably not reading. Why would you make that noise? Ooh, ooh, ooh. But enough's enough. Rich, I believe you're making whoopee. Minus one, come on. Make, making whoopee. Making, making whoopee. Making whoopee. I, that's, is that yeah. acceptable? That is what we're looking for, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, it's, it's not really a term for exactly what this is, but when you want some privacy for, for your private times, yeah. Yeah. your private grown-up times, you put a sock on the <laughs> doorknob. This next one is a actual sign. I saw the sign. I see it all the time, I saw the sign Stuck in traffic, bumper to bumper I saw the sign, right from Mulholland Drive I saw the sign, but it's never gonna fill me up Cause in Beverly Hills I don't belong Actual sign Rich, welcome to Beverly Hills there probably is some kind of sign that says that, but that's not what we're looking for. Jamie, any idea? Uh, <laughs> welcome to New York. Those are both great guesses. <laughs> Everybody know what it is? Hollywood. The Hollywood sign. Oh, the Hollywood sign. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> you were very right close. around the corner. You were very, very close. Just for that, I'm not going to tell you what sign this is. It's a sign. <laughs> what sign am I talking about? You're domineering. I guess I've always wondered what's your sign. You're like a creature with a stinging tail. Born in November, Pluto is in your house. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If you believe this junk, Rich. Scorpio. Scorpio. One last omen for you. This is an omen. An actual omen. I saw the sign And it flew past in the skies I saw the sign In my whole life My only chance to see it I saw the sign in 1986, I saw the sign And by the time it comes again I probably will be dead and gone Rich, Halley's Comet Halley's Comet is correct Rich, congratulations, you are a winner And you will move on to our Ask Me One More final round Coming up at the end of the show Our next contestant is on the line. Hi, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi, this is Mara Ruth from Los Angeles, California. Hello, Mara. Now, we pitted her against uh, A.J. Jacobs, Brainiac A.J. Jacobs. That was not fair, oh, right? No, no, not at all. <laughs> and you, you left New York? I did a terrible job against him. <laughs> yeah, it made me leave New York. Uh, where are you living now? Uh, in West Hollywood, California. West Hollywood, nice. Well, this game is called Worst Vacation Ever. The world is a vast and beautiful place with more sights than one person can see in a lifetime. So how do you choose which are worth the trip? Easy, you go to the internet. And now Jonathan Colton and I will read real reviews left by people on the website TripAdvisor. <laughs> people who are not happy with the famous landmarks they visited. All you have to do is tell us what landmark we're talking about. Me and my family went here expecting to see the great and beautiful monument, but all we saw was a big mountain with four little faces in a corner. 
We were all very disappointed. Would that be in South Dakota, Mount Rushmore? Yes. Oh man, I'm doing so much better already. Have, have you been there? I have been, yes. And what'd you think? Um, <laughs> they could use some plastic surgery. Plastic surgery? No, I'm just joking. It wow. was magnificent. Yeah. I, I always said that they were all Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seemed weird. That seemed weird. <laughs> There's no mystery here, only a couple of small rocks in a field, and no one really knows what it was used for. It could have been used as a mystical celestial calendar, or it could have just been a prehistoric latrine. Oh, boy, is that... My first instinct is to say Stonehenge, but... Ah, uh, rocks in the field. Yeah, Stonehenge is correct! <laughs> Here's your next one. Why do you have to pay to go inside? I don't know. It's not like they have a holographic 3D gladiator show or something. Sure, it was nice resting on a thousand-year-old column, I guess. Uh, would that be the Colosseum? Yes, indeed it would. I've been there. What'd you think? I would pay money again to go in there. It was cool. <laughs> you, you will have to, so... Uh... Depends how you do in this game. <laughs> Trip to Rome is on the line. <laughs> That's how it oh. goes. You guys have really gotten more popular since the last time I was there. I'm sorry, the line is breaking up. <laughs> All right, here we go. Blah, 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 unimpressed. Looks like it was put up by Disney six weeks ago. Clean, clinical, and smaller than you think. Expect to see thousands of tourists taking photos trying to hold it up. The Leaning Tower of Pisa? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I love a complaint that it looks just like it. You did amazing. This was an unbelievable comeback for you, Maura. Congratulations. Thank you so much. We are going to send you a postcard from our favorite vacation spot, the Bell House. Oh, sweet. I miss New York, so thank you. Thanks so much for playing. I'm talking to you, future Ask Me Another contestant. You can't make a comeback if you don't fail on our show to begin with, so why not take a shot at our contestant quiz and see if you have what it takes to join us on stage or over the phone. Just send an email to askmeanother at npr.org. Coming up, our VIP John Cameron Mitchell. He has won a Tony. He's won some Obies and a slew of other awards. But can he win the coveted Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube? Stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. Ask Me Another is supported by The Great Courses. It's engaging video and audio lectures presented by top professors for people like you. People who love to learn. So they're courses that are great. Watch or listen to fascinating lectures in over 500 topics without the pressure of exams. So no more recurring nightmares, just brand new subjects waiting for you to soak up. For a limited time, The Great Courses is offering up to 80% off a selection of their best-selling courses, including The Everyday Gourmet, developed in partnership with the Culinary Institute of America. So check it out. Go to thegreatcourses.com slash ask. Welcome back to Ask Me Another NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia Puzzles and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and let's meet our next two contestants, Susan Poliniak and Drew Kostick. So because we had so many contestants who wanted a second shot, we asked them to sort of prove to us why they deserved it more than other people. So Susan, why did you say that you deserved to come back? Well, let's see. The last time I was here, I was still married. Now I'm divorced, so my life is all about second chances. Nice! the win. What about you, Drew? Well, I originally sent boudoir photography, but that got rejected. So I actually wrote a poem about the question that I got wrong in the final round. Okay. What was the question? It was all about fish, and it was, he could eat no fat, his wife could eat no lean. 
Now, it's a nursery rhyme I know, and most of the people here know, obviously, but what I didn't know was that a sprat was a fish. And I blame you guys for that. Yeah. We made you learn. Yeah, weirdly, weirdly. I looked up a lot of pictures of sprats after that one. (laughs) And you wrote a poem? And I wrote a poem about Uh, it. Okay, I think we need a couple lines. All right, so I'm going to give you a couple stanza. Or a stanza, I should say. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) This time around, it won't be a question of sprats and rhymes. And that vomiting feeling I get when eating fish and chips will finally go away in time. Because I will be victorious, the Ken Jennings of AMA. And I will lord all over the bell house for everyone to say that this silly but waste studly lawyer will be forever in time the sprat-free king of AMA, both in and out of rhyme. I'll be doing book signings after the show, by the way. Okay, well, you'll be happy to know that this game pays tribute to America's favorite pastime, baseball. All right. Every answer is a word, phrase, or proper noun that contains a baseball term. Ha! It's a word game. (laughs) Or fish. Or fish. (laughs) Or fish. (laughs) All right, here we go. Chris Matthews talks politics on this weeknight MSNBC show. Drew. Hardball. Hardball is correct. This Republican presidential candidate and former Massachusetts governor is really named Willard. Drew. Mitt Romney. Uh-huh. Do you think people would run around going, that Mitt's a catch? Oh. I hope Probably not. my dad goes around <laughs> saying that. Paul Ryan did. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ability to correctly identify, match, or sing any musical note. Susan. Perfect pitch. Perfect pitch is perfect. Memorably featured in the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding, this dessert is baked in a special ring-shaped fluted pan. Susan. A bunt cake. Yeah! It's tricky to identify this musical group by its members' real names. Joseph Simmons, Daryl McDaniels, and Jason Mizell. Drew. Run, DMC. That's correct. You got crazy with the buzzer on this one, like you were freaking out. Are you a big fan? I'm actually on steroids. Also baseball. (laughs) AMA steroids. (laughs) That'd be so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Professor Aranax discovers the sea monster he's been hunting is actually a submarine in this classic Jules Verne novel. Drew. 20,000 leagues under the sea. That is correct. Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do? Drew is our big winner. We'll be seeing you for the Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Thank you, Drew and Susan. so old now. (laughs) (laughs) Please welcome back our very important puzzler, the actor, writer, director, and winner of a Tony for the Broadway smash hit, Hedvig and the Angry Inch, John Cameron Mitchell. So here's what we've devised. The Broadway show in the film Hedvig is about being in transition, forging a singular identity out of two different elements. So that's what we are going to do with your Ask Me Another Challenge. It is called Two Movies, One Title. (laughs) We're going to test your film knowledge by giving you short descriptions of two movies whose titles share a word. To answer, you'll give us the one long overlapping title. Uh, Now we know you're a big fan of new Hollywood films, films from the late 60s to the early 80s that broke the traditional studio style and established a new generation of filmmakers, so we are going to have you play with someone that is very excited to come on on our stage, Jordan Shivaribi. 
the last time Jordan was here, we asked him what his favorite movie was, and you answered, what did you answer? Something's Gotta Give. And then you said, Diane Keaton's my girl. Yeah, yeah, she is my girl. And you were saying that to impress someone, right? I was not impressing him. No, I was not. So it was, it was, a, it was this date. I, I do this thing called internet dating. I don't know if anybody... Sure. That's, and, that's pre-Tinder, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And so I found that I had like 12 dates to accomplish in like two weeks. So my mom made a spreadsheet. To accomplish? Yeah, wow. I, had to, I wanted to do them all. So my mom made a spreadsheet named after a Diane Keaton movie, Waiting for Mr. Goodbar, where she goes on a bunch of dates and she gets murdered. I look, yeah. look, looking for Mr. Goodbar. Looking, looking for Mr. Goodbar, thank you. Very bad date. But so he was, just, he was just like a cell on the spreadsheet, that's all it was. Oh, yeah. And he didn't, he didn't I mean, I, I ended it, okay? I ended it. Did you tell him, you're just a cell on my spreadsheet? No, I, di- I didn't tell him about the spreadsheet. I didn't tell him about it. Afira, yeah? every guest is a host. I know. <laughs> That's why we have the games to break people back down. <laughs> this one sounds hard. It, it's super hard. It's a... Uh... Both ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here are your first two films. First, Natalie Wood, Robert Culp, Elliot Gould, and Diane Cannon play two married couples who all climb into bed together. Then, Ellen Burstyn is a young widow who leaves her former life and ends up working at Mel's Diner in this Martin Scorsese film. Bob and Ted and Carol and Alice doesn't live here anymore. Wow. What is it, Cousin? Well, John, I have to tell you the, the correct the correct title is Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. I don't know. <laughs> I was using the original title. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you put Bob and Ted together. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> Things have changed, guys. We're, I think we'll give it to you. Absolutely, we'll give you the point. (laughs) All right, first, in this Terrence Malick film, Richard Gere urges his girlfriend to marry a dying farmer so they can inherit his spread. Then, Chris Christopherson stars in this Western by Michael Cimino, a legendary bomb whose budget crippled United Artists. Days of Heaven's Gate. That's right. Days of Heaven, Heaven's Gate. So we thought this was going to be really hard, but so far. Come on, hit me with some hard All right, ones. let's do it. Come okay, on. here we go. I'm very old. Here you go. <laughs> I was in all these movies. <laughs> all right, this one is harder. First, this satirical look at the court system has Al Pacino declaring, You're out of order. This whole trial is out of order. Jordan, so far, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, I want to say son of a woman, but that's Did, wrong. Okay. <laughs> You'll need help. The 90s. Then Roy Scheider plays a workaholic theater director in Bob Fosse's semi-autobiographical musical. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. They're conferring. They're whispering. And they're whispering back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Justice for all that jazz. I'm not going to say what it says on the paper here. Uh, and justice? Oh, there we go. Good, we'll take it. Yeah. I mean, still good, but all we know is justice has been served. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is your final question. First, Jill Clayburgh is an Upper East Sider whose husband leaves her for a younger woman before she finds love with a sensitive artist on the Upper East Side. Then Jenna Rollins plays a suburban wife and mother having a mental meltdown. Uh, I think it's an unmarried woman under the influence. (laughs) You think correct. So, Jordan, John, you guys got it all right. We were all, we were actually really concerned this would be I super would have, difficult. If it was the 90s or 2000s, I would have failed miserably, and he would have won. No, I wouldn't. I would have lost too, probably. Really? <laughs> yes. 
I thought I was good at like 60s movies, but I guess I'm not. Those are 70s. 70s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. You need a new spreadsheet. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so you both won the most prestigious prize that we can offer you in the world of live entertainment, a Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Oh. Let's hear it for our VIP, John Cameron Mitchell. Thank you. Now we're going to crown our comeback grand champion from Playground Nationals, Margaret Bortner. From This, That, or The Other, Marianne Ata. From I Saw the Sign, Rich Steves. And from Take Me Out to the Ball Game, Drew Caustic. I hand it over to our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, for our final round. Well, contestants, welcome back to your second chance final round. Each correct answer will be a famous person whose name contains an animal somewhere within it. For example, if we said, this actor played a prep schooler in 1989's Dead Poets Society and a father in 2014's Boyhood, you'd say, Ethan Hawke. Now, the pressure is on because you are playing for the right to have John Cameron Mitchell personally paint your face like the rock star Tommy Gnosis from the Broadway show Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And yes, after that, your face will be plastered all over our Facebook page. Let me remind you that we're playing this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You will only have a few seconds to give us an answer, and the last person standing will be our Ask Me Another grand winner. All right, here we go. Margaret. A key figure in 1990s gangster rap, he is known for collaborations with Dr. Dre like nothing but a G-thang. Snoop Dogg. That is correct. Snoop Lion. Or Snoop Lion. We would have accepted that as well. Thank you, Margaret. Marianne. The youngest golfer ever to achieve the career Grand Slam, he had a tabloid scandal in 2009. Tiger Woods. That is correct. Rich, he both preceded and followed Conan O'Brien as the host of The Tonight Show. Jay Leno. Very good. And Drew, his Wild West show made him internationally famous by the end of the 19th century. Buffalo Bill. That is correct. Margaret, this longtime CNN anchor has hosted several programs, including The Situation Room. Wolf Blitzer. Correct. Marianne, the Texas-born First Lady of the United States from 1963 to 1969. Lady Bird Johnson. Very good. Rich, the writer-director of the movies Say Anything, Jerry Maguire, and Almost Famous. Cameron Crowe. Yes, very good. Drew, this 19th century inventor of steel plows founded an agricultural equipment firm that still bears his name. John Deere. You are correct. <laughs> Margaret, this member of the boy band Sync once trained to accompany Russian cosmonauts to the International Space Station. Lance Bass. That is correct. Marianne, she is the Pulitzer and Nobel Prize winning author of The Good Earth and other novels about life in China. I don't know. Amy Fan, I don't know. No, I'm sorry, that's not correct. Uh, Rich, do you know this one? I do not. Okay. <laughs> Drew. The Tiger Mother? No, that's not correct. Margaret, do you know this? Is it Pearl S. Buck? Yes, that is correct. And Margaret, that makes you our champion. Drew and Rich and Marianne, thank you very much. Pearl S. Buck was wondering what the hell does she have to do for you to remember her. But Margaret, you're our big Ask Me Another big winner. You win a Hedvig swag bag and also the right to have John Cameron Mitchell paint your face. 
And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to be a contestant, find us on Facebook or Twitter, or just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace, by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Greg Pliska. Hey, my name anagrams to Sparkle Gig. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou jolt a cannon. Filling in for our puzzle editor, Art Chung, is senior writer Dan Schofield. Nacho Fiddles. With additional puzzle writing by Mary Tobler, Glenn McDonald, Matt Foster, James Ramsey, and Greg Lightman. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogerson, Eleanor Kagan, and Jess Miller, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Kristen Moeller, and David Hurtkin. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues! And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias, Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Do you know what I hate? Limits. Do you know what I love? Sharing. Do you know what I really hate? Limits to sharing. Luckily, there's Citrix ShareFile. It's the easy-to-use business solution that allows you to exchange files quickly and securely. And with ShareFile, you can send files of almost any size without bounce-backs. Nobody likes bounce-backs. Files are encrypted for confidentiality and remain under your control. So for a special 30-day free trial, go to sharefile.com and click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter ASK. That's sharefile.com. Enter ASK. One, two, three. Next time on Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, we hit the road with Amy Mann and Ted Leo, who paid tribute to the city of brews and brats. We walked over the bridge in Milwaukee, past the statue of bonds in the dirt. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Game on. Laugh in the dark at the sound of the bell. Hey, you're still here. Thanks again. And just a reminder that I've got a little special request. Why don't you make a contribution to keep the great stories coming to that podcast you love, snapjudgment.org. If you don't know, it's a storytelling podcast with compelling stories, amazing things happen to these people, and it's with a beat. So check it out. Let's help Snap Judgment keep the stories coming. Make a contribution right now at snapjudgment.org. And thank you.